Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Alana Pratt. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here this evening. How are you? I am great. Thank you for having me here. I'm. You're so beautiful. I love your hair. Thank you. <laughs> Someone thank you. who owns her beauty and shines bright. It's very inspiring. Oh, thank you, Alana. I was so happy to have you here because right now what I'm hearing from people, and I get this girl, I'm on the street and I'm, people are just random, you know, strangers are stopping me just to talk because they're so lonely right now. I mean, right. it's, there's this desperateness of people like, oh my God, I want human connection. It's so important. And I think more than ever, people are feeling they can't make those connections either dating or otherwise and build those relationships. But you're here to share some tips and secrets on actually how they can do that because you're a relationship expert. Share with the audience a little bit about your background and what brought you to that arena. Mm, yeah. So first to address, like, there's no time that love is not possible. And in fact, I think love is not only possible, but probable during this time. And here's why. For me as an intimacy expert, you've always heard people say, into me, I see, right? Mm -hmm. This internal relationship we have with ourselves. And during, during COVID, we have a lot of time to go inside <laughs> and to be with ourselves and to, to find those shadows, to make friends with our wobbly parts, to become more authentic and get really clear about what matters and what doesn't. Yeah, what's essential and what's not. And so when you start to date online, uh, which is sort of how we're all having to start to do it these days, or at least with a lot of social uh, distancing, you, you get to see who somebody is with their true colors. You get to know the real person right out of the gate. When there's no COVID, we can all pretend that we've got it together. <laughs> but right now, all of our true colors are showing. And so there's an, a great opportunity for vulnerability transparency, honesty, being raw, and going right to the depth of what really matters right out of the gate, which is why I love to be an intimacy expert, because I think a lot of us have been ashamed of parts of ourselves, and we try to be fake and yeah. seek approval and find the one, and then I'm finally good enough. But I take the opposite approach, become the one to find the one, have that intimate relationship with yourself so that you can then attract your ideal partner on the outside. So please get out there and be yourself and potentially meet your ideal partner easier than you ever have before. You know, girl, this is so perfect that you're going there because it's interesting many years ago I think it was probably now 14 years that I've known my husband but I remember when I was like two years before I met him I was praying for my life partner my husband to come into my yeah. life and I was getting very impatient and my friend had suggested <laughs> to me why don't you you know figure out what's important to you what are your values what you know where do you stand and what do you want what don't you want in a relationship and I started yeah. keeping a journal on what would my ideal husband look like and it was mm -hmm. funny. My friend read it and she's like, it sounds like you, but a male version. Uh, but, you know, it was funny. But, you know, you talk about something very important, getting intimate with yourself, knowing who are you, what are your values, what's important to you? Because if you're just saying, I'm looking for that other person to fulfill me, uh, to make me whole, then what, what are you? You don't know you yet. Who are you? Yeah. And who'd want to date you if you're half empty? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's very important. My first marriage, I was, I'm honest, I was a damsel in distress and I was looking to be saved. I, I really was. I wasn't conscious of it at the time. I was doing my best, but I really wanted to find that safety and security from the outside in. And I hadn't found it yet from the inside out. 
yeah. second husband. Uh, again, I didn't consciously go do this, but my mom was dying. And I thought that having a husband and a baby would make the pain go away. Mm-hmm. And that was untrue. <laughs> that was untrue. So I didn't make a, a quality choice with partnerships. No regrets because I have a beautiful son. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that, you know, with a closed heart is not the way to go out and date. You want to do the inner work, heal your heart, come from the overflow, the clarity of not only what you're looking for, but the gift you are to give. Yeah. You know, and then you can give transparency to get transparency. You can give heart connection and you'll get heart connection. And if you appreciate all of yourself, even your wobbly parts, not just the (laughs) triumphant parts, like the whole kit and caboodle, that's a vibration of appreciation, of allowance. And you will be able to attract somebody that also appreciates all of you as well because you did the work. Yeah. Yeah. You make a really good point. Now, what's interesting, I found for all the relationships I've had in the past, whether it's romantic or otherwise, is that relationships tend to bring the best, the worst, and the best out of you. And, uh-huh. you know, I noticed, especially in intimate relationships, when I, my husband and I started dating, there were, you know, some not pretty parts that came out about me. And what yeah. was great about it is that if you're cool with looking at yourself saying, okay, what's coming up for me right now? And why am I behaving like this? Like, you can learn from it. Oh, Christina, I love you. You're so smart. So science tells us that in every moment there is equal challenge and support, pleasure and pain. There's this like duality going on. The reason why we suffer, I believe, is that we clamor for all that pleasure and we push away all that pain and go on Facebook and have another glass of wine or do porn or whatever we do. And we, we ride this roller coaster mm. thinking that old version of finally I'll find them and I'll be enough. But if you actually see life for reality, that there's a gift in pain, you know, resilience, grit, yeah. you know, courage, bravery. How else are we going to learn it unless we're afraid, <laughs> unless there's a challenge? And, and the pleasure, too much pleasure, too much hog and dawes ice cream, not so good. <laughs> right? Too much pleasure, not so good. So mm-hmm. there's even a detriment to too much pleasure and there's a gift or a benefit to pain. So you can be totally open to reality while you're preparing to date, while you're dating, and once you're in relationships, so that when these issues crop up, nothing's wrong. You understand that there's a gift here to unpack. There's a pony in this pile of crap somewhere, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> and, um, and you grow stronger, and so does the intimacy. Yeah, you're so right. I think one of the best decisions my husband and I had made when we were dating, probably three years in, we had this huge fight, and I was trying to push him down the aisle, and uh, that never worked. Um, so uh, we, yeah. we made the decision to take a break for 90 days and it was great because again, you're sitting with yourself, like, what do I want? What don't I want? But when we came together, our, our relationship was so much deeper and it was able to grow and blossom so much quicker after taking that time alone and realizing, okay, this sucks, but why does it suck? And what can we learn about it? Oh, beautifully said. Yeah. So during that 90 days or right now during COVID or lockdown or what have you, take the time with your journal, go for a walk in nature and ask, you know, what does an intimate, you know, thriving relationship really mean to me? What does it really look like? What are some of the practices I need to do alone so that I can bring my best self to the relationship? What Mm -hmm. do I want to encourage them to continue to do even when in the relationship? You know, and how can we thrive and what kind of couples do we want to hang around with that give, that are inspiring to us? What are our values? What are our non-negotiables? All of these questions are really a great place to go inside first. So that when you start dating, you can start not saying, hey, do you like to go for walks on the beach at sunset like everyone else? You could say, no, hey, tell me, 
what you believe makes a thriving intimate relationship. I'd love to see, you know, how, what your values yeah. are, how, what your thoughts are. So you, you go deep right out of the gate, meaningful questions, heart open questions right out of the gate. Yeah. And now this brings me to the part we're at now. Uh, we can't go out and see each other often because we're on lockdown, a lot of us. So yes. now I'm thinking there must be a way to actually build a deeper relationship without having to go in person and, and share with me some of your, um, your, your advice on how we could do that. Yeah. So these questions I think are phenomenal. In fact, I'm even developing a dating app right now that when you begin to have one of these connections through the app, you a question pops right up to help you go deep fast, um, to encourage you to drop into your heart and not spin in your mind being afraid of rejection. So that could be like, tell me a way you like to be loved or tell me something you learned from your last relationship that you're better for because of it. Right? So, so you spin things into where you're growing and where you're evolving. Um, and then as you get to know them over time on Zoom or on the telephone, et cetera, yeah. you could even say, tell me something you're a little nervous to tell me and start to create that safe space to be vulnerable together. That makes so much sense. And uh, apologies for my little Henry here, but hey, that's COVID hey, lockdown. <laughs> Come here, my friend. Yeah, uh, you're so right about that because what I found, and, and we did this when I first started um, dating my husband, we did letter writing and he was um, not nice. he was far out. He was not near where I was. And we did four months of letter writing. But let me tell you, most first dates, yeah. there's, yeah, I know. <laughs> so my friends are like, I don't think I would have done four months of a letter for you. <laughs> But well, I love that you did that. It's very, uh, it's beautiful. It's old fashioned. It's slowing you down. It's really taking the time. And even if you have been, you know, it, getting to know somebody for a couple months and it's starting to get more sensual, you can always say to them, like, tell me a way you like to be touched. Tell me a way you like to be seduced. Yes. Yeah. Your love language. You can have these conversations um, yeah. and get them like spicy and a little naughty as yeah. you begin to get to know somebody. Not, none of that's off the table. The only thing that's off the table is the actual like genital copulation, but that's yeah. a lot of fun foreplay you can have in the meantime. You're right. I mean, even chatting online or on the phone, you could talk about these things on the phone or in letters or however you communicate, even via Zoom, you can see each other, you can see each other's face, you can communicate, have the emotions going on but what I what I got from the online thing is that we yes. went deeper than I think I would have gone in the past via dating because I recall when I would go on first dates I wouldn't go certain places for several days because you want to look your best put your best foot forward but when you're not having that pressure of being there physically sometimes you feel yeah. a little bit more open to open yourself up a bit more you know, you make a really good point. A lot of the times with my coaching clients, I talk on Zoom and they can see me, but sometimes they're not quite ready to be seen yet. And it's just audio and all the other senses are gone. And I'm just paying attention to every nuance, every pause. I'm, I'm listening behind the words. Um, I'm really present. So it's a beautiful way to slow things down. One of the gifts of COVID. So we don't just keep our normal habits, our normal beliefs, our normal thoughts about what love is and what love isn't, what's possible, what isn't possible. Slow us down so we can feel our feelings, face our fears, 
really get in there and get clear on what matters and then begin to meet somebody from this depth of truth, vulnerability, and authenticity. Yeah. yeah. So share with me, what would be your advice to say someone's out there and saying, I want to begin to start a relationship, maybe dating, or maybe just build a deeper relationship with someone of the opposite sex and they're not leaving the house. Where should they go? Would you suggest dating websites or online social media? What would you suggest? Yes, I would suggest all of the above. What I like to teach with my intimacy is when we start to really listen on the inside, we don't only use our brain. We start to use our gut. We start to feel our hearts, light breath, like, oh, yeah, that's exciting, or eh, nah, that doesn't really fit for me. We, we have this sense of instinctual, uh-huh, uh-uh, when we begin to operate with a full body of presence. Yeah. So everybody's different. Everybody has their happy place. Everybody has where it feels light and flowing and fluid. So if you prefer like matchmaker introductions, go for it. If yeah. you prefer online dating, go for it. If you prefer like an online meetup of a book club, fine. If you like, if you believe your person is one degree away from your best friends who you already love, ask them to do introductions and meet them on Zoom. So there's no right way or wrong way, but there is something that's going to feel good to you, feel Mm. true for you and give you that inspiration because everybody's going to be a little bit, you know, nervous or jittery. So find a way that really does fit for you. Don't force yourself, like torture yourself, Um, but be brave, be brave and get out there in a way that works for you. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that because in the past, sometimes just meeting the coolest people ever, it's just going when you're doing your laundry. You might not be going out a lot now because things are shut down, but maybe you're going for a nice walk. The other day, I met a wonderful firefighter who just couldn't wait to have a conversation. And (laughs) you you never know. And uh, say, you know, if you, what I found for me also is that in the past, when I was interested in something, a direction I wanted to take, when I started to put it out there to friends or family, hey, this is the direction I'm interested in taking they will kind of look out for you and be like oh did you meet john here he's also interested in connecting with someone so just sometimes right. just putting it out there to other people will just begin to open those doors it's true i just turned 50 in january and i had a birthday party and at the very end i said i really want to ask for your support because i'm noticing that my choice is not aligned with my actions i say i'm ready for a relationship i help people with their relationships all day long but i'm not online i'm not going out there so my request is once a week i'm going to call one of you and i'm going to ask you to introduce me to somebody that you know that you think could be a great fit And that was like courageous for me and accountable, but I really want my beloved to be already like around the people that I love. Like that would just be so amazing that he'd already be like one degree away from the community that I already cherish. So that's another way to consider to let the people who love you, love you and introduce you and set you up. It makes so much sense. And it's true. I think we are so, like with the six degrees of sex separation, I think sometimes the people who you're going to be closest with are in that circle, people you already know. You don't have to go too far out to find them. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit extra action, like a tiny hinge can obviously swing a very big door. So same with a little action by calling every week, I'm going to call three friends. I'm going to ask for three introductions and let's just see what happens and be open. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. I want to ask uh, my audience here if they have any questions. Yay, but thank you so much for coming. I enjoy you being here and, and sharing with us. Yeah, absolutely. I, I also, I mean, it's really great um, tips from um, Elena. It's really great to hear the stories and how to be productive in a relationship. It's um, such a great pleasure being here. Oh, oh I'm so you, glad Deb. you're enjoying it. Good. <laughs> Debbie, uh, would you like to join in? If you have any questions, just let me know. Uh, 
No, no question. But I do like what you were saying about as far as people um, dealing with things. And in order to get grow, to grow, you have to experience certain things. But like yeah. if you're dealing with like let's say if you're believing in something or faith in something, mm-hmm. you got to experience fear so you can know how to deal with the fear. So it helps mm-hmm. you to grow as a person. So I thought that was good. Yeah, I like your idea also about the relationship thing. I thought that was pretty cool as far as you going to your friends and asking them to uh, set you up because you were already friends with people. So they just kind of go going with the group. I think that's really cool. Oh, yeah. I'm so pleased. Good. Thank yeah, you. Debbie, Debbie. Brings up a, Debbie brings up a really great point that how can we learn to be somebody who's forgiving, for example, if we haven't been betrayed? How can we learn to speak up and speak up and ask for what we want if we haven't had our voice squelched? right? And so a lot of times we feel like we're damaged goods because we've been abused or something's happened before and that we're somehow not worthy of love. But that's us really staying stuck in that emotion. If you could lean in, lean into those emotions and begin an intimate conversation with that part of you, like, hi, little one. I'm so sorry. I've been sticking you in a back closet, hitting you with a two by four, telling you to go away. (laughs) (laughs) You have every right to be sad. That was really like hard what you went through. Um, I'm going to love you, spend time to be with you, listen to you, validate you, acknowledge you, take care of you, remind you of your worth, remind you that you're worthy, remind you that you belong. And then that part of you goes, oh, so you don't hate me? Thanks. And then it begins to come a little closer home from that disassociated part of yourself, a little bit home more into your heart. And then once they get closer to your heart, you put your arm around them, maybe give them a little popsicle, maybe a tequila shot, whatever they want. (laughs) (laughs) Depends how old you is that you're having this conversation with, because I'm 50. There's 40 year old ones, 30, 20, 10, the whole way down. So then once they get a little closer, you go, Hey, if we chose this for us, not against us to grow, with the capacity for forgiveness or courage or bravery or strength or whatever, compassion. Why do you think we chose this? And that completely shifts your point of view that all of life is for you. None of it is against you. You're better because of it. And then it begins to feel like confidence, freedom of expression, a a spring in your step, radiance coming out. Um, And I call that having a healthy, intimate relationship with yourself. And then there, write your profile. From there, call your friends and say, who can you set me up with? Because everything's a vibration. If you're a low vibration of woe is me, I don't want anyone to find out, poor me, blah, blah, blah. And then you take an action from that vibration, you're going to have the universe say, and so it is. And you're going to attract somebody that's going to judge you for that very same thing you're judging yourself for. But if you do the inner work first, which is why I'm all about become the one to find the one, then your vibration will rise and your actions will be on a higher level. And you're going to attract a totally different person who's done the work too, who Mm. does the work on a regular basis so that you can grow and evolve over time. Yeah. You make a really good point. It's really learning to love yourself first. And and then here's yeah. the other thing. We always think, oh, when we get there, when we get there, it's like the same question with reaching success. You don't reach success. It's an ongoing journey. It's the same with love. Once you find your beloved, now it's the journey just beginning. It's a, you hope a lifelong journey. Totally. I'm just going to read you what I said to my group call. I do group calls on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. I said to them right out of the gate, fear says, once everything falls into place, I will find peace. But the heart says, once I find peace, everything will fall into place. And so I asked my group yesterday, tell me a way that you're finding peace during this COVID. 
I love which it. is normally not the question we ask. We're like, oh my God, how's it going? And we talk about all the crazy stuff, which is yeah. true and valid, but then we're just going to create more of what we focus on. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, where, how have I? Ah, I've spent more time in meditation. I've spent more time in contemplation. I've spent more time in nature. I've spent more time being grateful, you know, and start to share more of that. It does rise your vibration and attracts yeah. a different kind of crowd. Yeah, I love it. The biggest takeaway I'm getting from you, Alana, is really to learn to love yourself, go deeper, um, self-love, and then ask different questions. If you're getting a, a lot of negative outwardly appearances in your life, well, maybe just shift the different questions you're asking instead of beating yourself up. Let's say, like you just said, how, is, how can I learn from this or how is this a, something that is actually a blessing for me instead of a curse? Totally. Yeah. You got it, sister. Fist pump to you. Yep. Oh, you go, girl. Well, this has been an awesome conversation and even more so when I put it online and more people are going to be touched by the awesome uh, tips and wisdom you have left today. Before we go, please don't leave without telling everyone where they can get in contact with you, read you. How can they do that? Thank you. So my website is my name, alanapratt.com. And right there on the front page is an intimacy blind spot assessment. All of your listeners, I'm sure are very clever. And if they could have figured it out themselves, they would have same with me. So take that blind spot quiz. So you can really see what's really going on. Take your power back and create the relationship results that you desire. And you can see me on YouTube or my podcast, intimate conversations, lots of ways to serve you. Thank you so much, Christina. Oh, this has been an awesome conversation. I thank you so much, Alana, for coming today to bless us with your wonderful wisdom and coming to Savvy Broadcasting. Thank you so much. Oh, thank thank you, you, everyone. I, I thank you for coming out as well. Thank you, Aselia and Debbie and Alana. God bless. Have a great night. Thank you, you everybody. Thanks so much. Bye. 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 If you like this episode, please share. To hear more Savvy episodes and Savvy Biz Tips, go to lifeunscriptedradio.com. To become a guest or participate in paid sponsorship, email us at christinalifeunscriptedradio.com.